You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Age of Radio. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how are you enjoying our new Season 7? Season 7, baby. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Man, it's been a while, man. We've had a lot going on over the past couple weeks. Yeah. Um, the the water heater's on the fritz, so yep. <laughs> things around here have been kind of crazy. But we're ready to get back to this, and... Okay. Uh, and give you guys some football talk, baby. Yes, Absolutely love it. Hope you all had uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and we hope you're already having a good start to your New Year's. Yes, Happy so New let's Year's. Let's get going. Let's do this. So we're going to start off with the NFC stand, or NFL standing. Sorry. It's been a while, obviously. <laughs> NFC. We go with the AFC first, brother. That's right. But the entire NFL standing. So here yes, we go. sir. In the AFC East, the Bills and Patriots are tied atop of the division at 10 and 6 with a 625 win percentage. The Dolphins are 8 and 8 with a 500 win percentage. The Jets are 4 and 12 with a 250 win percentage. In the AFC North, the Bengals are 10 and 6 and division champs with a 625 win percentage. The Steelers are 8 and 7 and 1 with a 531 win percentage, still holding on for dear life to that playoff slim chance they still have. The Ravens are 8-8 eight and, eight and virtually eliminated from the playoffs at 500. And the Browns are also eliminated from playoff contention at 7-9 with a 438 win percentage. News today from Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport that 
uh, Baker Mayfield will have shoulder surgery and will be officially out next week as Cleveland has nothing to play for. In the AFC South, the Titans <clears throat> have clinched that division as well as they are 11 and 5 with a 688 win percentage. Uh, the Colts are 9 and 7 with a 530, uh, 563 win percentage. The Texans are 4 and 12 with a 251 percentage, and the Jaguars are 2 and 14 with a 125 win percentage. In the AFC West, the Chiefs are 11 and 5 with a 688 win percentage. The Chargers and Raiders will be on Sunday Night Football against each other next week as they will battle for a final spot in the AFC playoffs as they're both 9 and 7 with a 563 win percentage. And the Broncos have been eliminated from playoff contention are 7 and 9 with a 438 win percentage. And the Chiefs and Texans will be battling for the first spot. Um, they're not going to be facing each other next week, but if the Titans lose, Chiefs win. Chiefs will get the one seat. If the Titans win and the Chiefs both win, or the Titans win and Chiefs lose or tie, they will be the number one seat in the AFC. The NFC. The NFC East. The Cowboys have won that division. They already locked that up actually last week. They are 11-5 with a 688 win percentage. The Eagles are 9-7 with a 563 win percentage and clinched their spot in the playoffs. So you were right about that. I was dead wrong on them. <laughs> um, hey, man, the Eagles are the Eagles are doing good. and they, mm-hmm. They're building a good team, man. Yeah. Playoffs, baby, that's what's up. Absolutely. All right, and the Washington football team uh, may not be that team uh, team name much longer. Uh, finished 6, or not finished 6-10. They are 6-10 with a, six, uh, the 377. 375 win percentage are out of the playoff contention. The Giants, of course, have been eliminated already. They're 4-12 with a 250 win percentage. The Packers won on Sunday Night Football. We'll talk about that in a little bit and clinched the number one seed in the NFC playoff seedings. Our 13-3 division champs of the North at 8-13. The Vikings, I believe, have been officially eliminated with that loss to the Packers on Sunday Night Football are 7-9 with a 438 win percentage. The Bears are 6-10. We're already eliminated with a 375 win percentage. The Lions, as we all know, have already been eliminated with a 2-13-1 record now with a 156 win percentage. In the NFC South Division, the Buccaneers are 12-4 division champs with a 750 win percentage. The Saints, I believe, have a slim chance of still making the playoff, though they need some help with the Rams win and the Niners loss, I believe, to get there, are 8-8 eight and, eight and 500. The Falcons are 7-9 with a 438 win percentage, and the Panthers are 5-11. Both those teams were eliminated. The Panthers' win percentage is 313. Out west in the NFC, the Rams are currently on top of the division at 12-4 with a 750 win percentage, needing a win next week against the Niners to clinch the division. The Cardinals are 11-5 with a 688 win percentage. They need the Niners to upset the Rams and also to win their game to uh, win the NFC West. The Niners are 9-7, looking to get to 10 Wins against the Rams next week with a 563 win percentage. The Seahawks are 6 and 10, already eliminated from playoff contention, are the 375 win percentage. So there you have it on the standings. Are you ready to talk some news? Let's do it, brother. Let's do it. Oh, yes. Well, this college football playoff committee managed to screw over the fans yet again. By purposely putting Georgia and Alabama on opposite sides of the playoff bracket, the fans now have to suffer through the SEC title rematch in the college football playoff championship game. Instead of having that rematch in the semifinals where it belonged, this ends up being what the playoff was meant to prevent. Uh, the only silver lining may end up being the play, uh, being playoff expansion at some point, only though if they properly cap the SEC by having Power 5 conference champs uh, 
in followed by three top three at large teams, um, which I doubt is going to happen that way anyways. But I think then possibly also giving the remaining conferences champions who have the best record or highest top 25 ranking and leaving any independent school an opportunity based off their top 25 ranking. But that's probably not what's going to happen. But so here we go. The SEC playoff invitational comes down to two SEC teams. Yeah, man. Uh, we we knew from the get-go with this that it was going to be rigged. There was no way that the SEC wasn't going to find some way of rigging this. And I think that's where you and I were irritated with the way they came out with this playoffs, you know, schedule thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. And so. I, I just don't like that you took the two SEC teams instead of putting them, making them rematch right there in the semifinal. Knocking one of each, knocking each other out basically, so that you can face somebody from either the Big Ten, yeah, the Cincinnati school, you know, anybody else. But no, you sit there and you made it so they're on opposite ends, and knowing that there was a possibility, the whole reason for the playoff was to prevent this. Because remember, this happened in the BCS when Alabama had to face LSU again after they faced each other in the SEC title game that year. See, the thing is, they think that that football fans are stupid, and we don't see this. Right. But we see it. And it's bullcrap, and it's, you know, they need to do something different with this. That's why I still think that my way is the smartest way. Eight super regional conferences, regionally sensible conferences, where you have eight champions as your eight spots. Yeah. That's the best way to do it, because then you can't tell me that it's not because you don't have a subcommittee, you don't have a committee that puts their bias on anything. It's on the field, and every game will matter because you have to win your championship, conference championship, or you're not getting in. Yeah, that's basically it. And you can technically say, well, I technically have 16 teams in the playoff. If you want to technically count the conference championship games as a technical play-in round. So technically, you have 16, honestly, because if you are in your conference championship game, that's basically a playoff move, and you go on to the playoffs. Well, that's basically a round, technically. That's how I view it, but, you know, whatever. I just It just irritates me, though, because, don't get me wrong, Bama, yes, deserved to be there. Georgia definitely deserved to be there, but I think they should have been yeah. put on the same side of the bracket. Putting them on opposite ends was stupid. But the only good thing about this game is Georgia now has a sh- Georgia now has a shot at redemption. Um, so it's going to be a good game to watch, that's for sure, as long as Georgia comes to play. Yeah, I swear to God, if the NFL falls suit and I have to have suffer through Patriots, Buccaneers, and the Super Bowl, I will revolt. <laughs> NFL, I've seen how your refs have been. Doing things in the NFL too, NFL. Just saying, if I see it, I'm gonna be pissed. Anyway, <laughs> so let's move on from that. That was just a little irritation thing I had to get out of the way. All right, so the end of an era in Pittsburgh. Quarterback Big Ben Roethlisberger has possibly played his final home game of his career. He would lead the Steelers to a 26-14 win over the Cleveland Browns, as he has the fourth best overall record versus a single opponent for any quarterback in NFL history. His final record against the Browns ended up 26-3-1. His final game could be in Baltimore against heated rival foe, 
the Ravens, though the Steelers do still have that chance for the playoffs. Man, I hope they make it to the playoffs, but I mean it was a <clears throat> it was a very somber win last night. Mm-hmm. Um it for me being someone that's watched his career from NU, watched his career from the beginning to the very end. It's like the end of an era. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only quarterback left me playing in the NFL right now that we've watched since we were kids is Tom Brady. It's Tom flipping Brady. <laughs> so, this, I was hoping that Big Ben would outlast Tom Brady, but sounds like he's going to have to break a hit before he's dead. Yes. Can you give me that in the playoffs? Can you give me that, God? Come on, just give me that. And can we just have them both going out technically at the same time? Just well, I mean, we can't get me to go to the game and, and train. Oh, God, if I could afford the playoff ticket, I would. <laughs> just saying. I mean, if I could afford a ticket, if they're playing at home next... Are they playing? I think they're playing Panthers. If I could afford a ticket... Hey, Mike, never mind. You won't want to go. <laughs> you won't want to. He's probably going, but he ain't going to go with you. No, he ain't going to go with you. <laughs> or that, yeah. Because I, cause I have this uh, weird thing about me. You do? Yeah. I don't want to find out if that's an actual thing you have or if it was just coincidence. Let's just hope it was coincidence and never speak of it. How about that? Yeah. And I swear, if you say anything tomorrow night, I'm going to beat you if something happens. <laughs> Anyways, good thing we're rooting for the right team. Yes. When we're, when we're there tomorrow. <laughs> Anyways, um, this is weird though. It's it was you know like it was emotional, kind of sad, um, and it, it was hard because he he had so many completions, but his yards wasn't there. He had only what one touchdown, I think. Yeah, he had all, well, how many how many com- he had like twenty how many 20? attempts in the first half? He had like. 34 34 or something like that so it was just oh it's just hard man it's just like it wasn't a bad it's not he's been a shot fighter for a long time and it's just to see him go out as a shot fighter still i was hoping maybe he had one more like epic game in that arm maybe he'll do it next week in baltimore i would have rather than done it in front of the home crowd in pittsburgh but against the browns I mean, especially I'm... against the browns because you know but then again, their rival is basically Baltimore since they moved from Cleveland to Baltimore. So um, it's just it was hard. Um, and I'm but um, we're, we're going to talk about how I'm looking forward to the, what's going on after this because uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens this off season for the Steelers. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's it's going to be uh, another podcast where we're going to be talking about this and. Different mm-hmm. moves they could make, and uh, you know how what we, we think play. they should do, what they might end up doing, rumor meals and all that. Though I did love this. I uh, wanted to say this real quick. I was watching the herd earlier, and uh, Colin Coward had uh, Brian Billick, um, who was the Ravens um, head coach that won them their first Super yeah. Bowl and all that, and was there for a good portion of Ben's career at the beginning uh, as his um, rival. Um, head coach, but uh, he said that you know it was the Ravens who took out Tommy Maddox that got Roethlisberger in in his rookie year. Yeah, and he said if I would have known how good Roethlisberger was gonna be, he's like he, you know he wasn't Roethlisberger yet, but he was not overwhelmed by the situation that he was thrust upon, uh, that was thrust upon him either. But 
He said, if I would have known now what I, if I would have known then what I know now, I would have said a no touch roll on Tommy Maddox. <laughs> I would not have, I would make sure my team Man, Tommy Maddox. Tommy Maddox. I remember Tommy Maddox. I do too. He wasn't a bad quarterback. He wasn't a bad quarterback. But he wasn't, he wasn't was great. Good. He wasn't great. No, he wasn't great at all. But he wasn't bad. Yeah, he wasn't bad either. But he also wasn't Roethlisberger. No. Um, but, man, you guys sure rode that bus, though. That we did, didn't we? Yeah. And then you had a big bend on top of it. All right. So, Pittsburgh Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin has guaranteed himself another season without a losing record with that win over the Browns. Tomlin has led the Steelers to 15 straight non-losing seasons to begin his coaching career, which set an NFL record. Fans grumble about the coach. Not you. I'm not saying you. It's just fans in general. We yes, feel about it. Yes, we've, <laughs> we've got those sour pusses out there that yes. want to run their mouth. Yes. But yet he is still, but yet he is the pillar of consistency as a head coach. And he'll now have an opportunity to either groom a new QB of his choosing, because that's still a possibility in the draft. That's still a possibility. We're just saying it's not out of the realm. Or work with another QB already in the league. Rumor mill, you know, Aaron Rodgers could possibly be, you know, just saying. Russell Wilson, maybe. I don't think Russell's going to go to Pittsburgh, honestly. I think that would be cool, then. It would be cool, but I don't think you're going to get that. Probably not. Because Sierra wants to go to a big city. He's exactly who I'd want. I know, but you're probably not going to get that. Probably anyways, not. Anyways, so it'll be interesting to watch what the Steelers do going forward after this season. Cooper. Besides Russell Wilson, <laughs> on top of your wish list, uh, Tomlin, man, Tomlin's been been a pillar of of what a coach should be in the NFL. Mm-hmm. In fact, when rumor mills came out that you know he may get the S is SC job, mm-hmm. you know he 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 shut that down real quick. Oh yeah, real quick. And I mean he's he's he has this mentality about him. It's just. He's no shit taking, giving, none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. He is, he's a dude that, you know, if I could play football, I'd want to play for Mike Tomlin. Right. And I know everybody gave him a hard time for letting Antonio Brown go for as long as he did the way he but was going. But you see the way he's acting. Right. We've seen that. But I was just going to say, but see, he loves this player so much. He just wanted to, because he was, he knew. He knew the talent was there. Yeah. He just wanted to be the coach that helped him turn it back around and back to, hey, we're we're good, we're on the straight and narrow. Right. But it, he knew it wasn't going to happen anymore. He's like, and he finally went up to his GM and the president and anybody who would listen to him. And go, I can't deal with this anymore. He's got to go. Yeah. But Tomlin gave him chance after chance because he's a players' coach. He loves his players, and he wanted to be that guy. But he saw the friction. Starting to really get between him and Roethlisberger. You know you're not getting rid of Roethlisberger, obviously, because he's about to retire now. Yeah. Anyways, but you know he's not he's not going anywhere. He already had the issues with Le'Veon Bell, he, but he tries to be there for his players, and he gave him opportunity after opportunity. And look, he and Brown still got opportunity after opportunity beyond that, but we're not going to get into that. But, but this just shows you, too, his ca- oh, capability yeah. of bringing players in mm-hmm. and making them superstars, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, full-on making them superstars. Yes. Because Le'Veon Bell, mm-hmm. bef- you know, before his little drama meltdown, whatever. Yeah. Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. before his little drama meltdown. Mm-hmm. He groomed them guys. Yes, he did. And he made them 
who they were. Yeah. Well, look what he's done with Juju. Look what he's doing with Chase Claypool. Claypool. Yeah. Look what he's doing with Deontay Johnson. You know. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? And uh, Ray Ray McLeod. Ray Ray McLeod. I was gonna say JJ McLeod for some reason. Yeah, it's Ray why. Ray. It's Ray Ray. But you know, he's just and he's and, and Fryermuth. And Fryermuth is coming along just nicely. And as a rookie, he's already showing great potential. And yeah. he's just a rookie. It's great. Um, the only one that really hadn't worked out was was it uh, James? Was it James Washington, the wide receiver? Yeah. He's still there, but I mean, he's, he's not, still there, but he's he's obviously he's not like a big part of the offense. Yeah, like he was. he's got he's not bypass exponential, which sucks because I was like James Washington was talented in college. I don't know what's going on with him, um, but he has not built a, a rapport with Roethlisberger at all. Unlike Claypool, I mean, and look Judy at it, and, and let's not just talk about the offense. Let's talk about the defense, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's defense. That's where its specialty is. No, it's I defense. mean, really. I mean. I, I mean, gr- can you imagine if we still had Ryan Shazier? Oh God, your defense would be a nightmare if you had Ryan Shazier still. Oh man, whoa! Him and JJ Watt, TJ or TJ. Yes, yeah. sorry, <laughs> JJ TJ. Just because it was your dream to get JJ this yes. offseason, I wanted JJ and TJ. Together. I really, thought I wanted that was all three happen. of the Watt brothers together. Yeah, because Derek is in Pittsburgh too. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying anything negative about TJ um, in this aspect because I know he was tired, and it was obvious because he was still trying to go for that sack record uh, last night. But honestly, I I would have been on the kneel down team. <laughs> I would have ran back out on the kneel down team to just be out there with Ben. Even if I was a defensive guy, I wouldn't have cared if I was the fourth stringer. I'm like, I'm gonna be out there with Ben. It's his last moment. I want to be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was very, very um, somber, and uh, it was it was. But, it's uh, just kind of crazy to watch him from the beginning yes. all the way to the end of his career. And but you other Steelers fans, get over Tomlin. He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. And you know what? We may have some hiccups here or there with some with some players, but if you look at that team as a whole, they are very talented. Yeah, and think about this. I believe it's almost, we're going close to now 60 years in your franchise's history. You've had three head coaches. Tomlin's the third in that 60 years. You went from Chuck Knoll to Cower. Um, thank you. <laughs> it was like Chin, Cower, yeah. <laughs> there it is, to Tomlin. 60 years, three head coaches. And how many Super Bowls? How many? Seven. How many? Seven or no, six. It's six. Six. It's yeah. six. Yes. But still, that six. that is amazing, dude. Six and Super Bowls. Yeah, I mean, you've been to nine, I believe. Yeah. Should have more. Yeah. Saying. Couldn't beat Aaron Rodgers. Uh, sure could yeah, beat yeah, Kurt yeah. Warner, though, when you needed to. And then there's that. Balls. Anyways. Then I wouldn't have to care about Arizona anymore. <laughs> at all period anyways um, so yeah so y'all just need to get over Tomlin because he's not going anywhere the Rooney family just doesn't dump coaches in 15 straight years of non-losing records that's going to keep you in look at the look look at the stats people look at the people he's brought into this organization yep look at the when Tomlin goes to retire they better build that man a statue they better Right next to the chin. Yep. 
Exactly. All right. So the Washington football team announced via their social medias that the team will reveal their new branding on February 2nd. It's been a long, strange year and a half of the football team, and now we have a possibility of a new branding. Though it was teased, there is still a chance of the team using the football team name too, which makes no sense to me. Hopefully that will not be the case as their hype video released earlier today states that the team uh, that the team name will embrace the team's heritage as well as the Washington, D.C. community. Hurry up February 2nd and get here already. I'm tired of this crap. Yeah, what is, I mean, I hope whatever they do, they just stay within the guidelines of the Native American, you know, culture. Right. Something to do with, uh, you know, an animal or some sort of something that has something to do with the culture. Right. Or just switch over and go to the Washington Sentinels and honor the replacements. There you the go. The movie, The Replacements. There you go. And get uh, Keanu Reeves to quarterback one game. Say <laughs> Falco. Falco. <laughs> or Joe Falco, if you're. Uh, or or I yeah, you guys can, uh, you guys can, uh, you know, pick up Matt Ryan. Uh, no, get Flacco, Falco. Flacco and Falco. He went like five years of refusing to call Flacco by his real last name. Yeah. Calling him Joe Falco. I'm like, bro, it's, it's Falco. You're like, no, it's Falco. I'm like, no, it's, it's Flacco. Dude, they they were picking on it for a while there too. Called him Falco. So were you for five so, years yeah. of his career. Took him winning a Super Bowl. You went final. Call him Flacco. Stupid Raven. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. uh the best game, though, from the NFL weekend was the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Burrow led a second-half comeback as he finished 30 of 39 for 446 yards and four touchdowns, a majority of which went to Jamar Chase, who now is hands down the leader for Offensive Rookie of the Year as he went off for 11 catches, 266 yards, and three touchdowns. A very strange goal-line series of events occurred late in the game that resulted in the final tally of 34-31, as the Bengals would outscore the Chiefs 17-3 in the second half. Burrow is getting some late MVP hype, but it may be too little too late, as Aaron Rodgers has probably sewn that up after a bit of tailing off by Tom Brady the past few weeks. The win did give the Bengals the AFC North Division title. Oh, yeah. I don't think it'll give them the MVP, but they've had a pretty damn good year, dude. Uh-huh. And, uh... Smart Chase, what do you? What's in your your weeds, bro? I really want to know what's in your weeds, man. What you been doing, bro? I'm just saying. A lot of people said they needed to get an offensive lineman. I'm not saying I wasn't one of them. Yeah. I didn't kill them. I said I could see getting Jamar Chase. Yeah, because he's fast enough. Because he well, and then he was Joe Burrow's teammate, so mm-hmm. you know the chemistry's there. I'm like, but I just don't see them. Do it just didn't seem like a Bengals move to me, honestly. It's a it just doesn't seem like that would be the move you'd make. Yeah. They ended up doing it, which is like, whoa, okay. I, I, okay, we'll see what you did there. Like, hopefully your offensive line holds up. And boy, howdy, has this turned into a three-headed monster receiving core between Chase, uh, T, uh, Taj Boyd, and T. Higgins. Yeah, man. Unbelievable. It's just crazy, brother, crazy. And uh, the Bengals, oof. Well, if they get, uh, I'm not saying that their current tight end is not, I don't remember who exactly it is. That's part of the reason. But if they get a tight end that's just like a, a 
you know, kind of a vert tight end, a vertical tight end. Oh, yeah. That offense is going to become real scary. Plus, you got Joe Mixon as a really good running back. They just a pretty good team, dude. Pretty yeah. good team. Don't get me wrong. If the Steelers get Aaron or somehow can pull off Russell Wilson, this is going to be war between the Bengals and the Steelers moving forward. Oh, yes. A war. Because <laughs> there's no way that this is going to be pretty between those two. If the Steelers can get one of those quarterbacks and don't have to groom a quarterback. See, the problem is I think that, that, that you know, Aaron might go to, you know, the Broncos. I don't know. He might. But we're going to see what happens with it. It just depends on what Denver offers compared but what to what I, the Steelers what, what I love about it is no matter what team he goes to, he's going to a prestigious team. True. Leaving, which is weird because he's leaving a prestigious team to go to another prestigious team. Hey, man, yeah. it's Green Bay's fault, dude. Yeah, it is. So, whatever. Well, that that's an off-season talk for later. Yeah. we got plenty of off-season football talk. We got a, There's a lot of fascinating stories coming out this off-season that I can't wait to talk about. But first, let's get to the rest of the games from Sunday, shall we? Let's do it, brother. The Dolphins' winning streak came to a screeching halt in... in uh, Tennessee as they got blown out by the Titans 34-3. The Jaguars continued to struggle mightily as they got thrashed in New England by the Patriots 50, that's right, 5-0 to 10. Tom Brady had to lead a comeback against the Jets without Antonio Brown. If you don't know what happened there, I suggest you check it out on YouTube. Winning, Social media, it, it's all over the place. Yeah, Winning 28-24. For the first time this season, Matthew Stafford threw a pick six, but the Rams would still pull off the victory, twenty nine nine or sorry twenty to nineteen against the Ravens in Baltimore. Almost giving you a heart attack. I really think that's his goal right now is to just give me a heart attack because that's what it seems like. <laughs> he's just like <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how we threw three picks last week, we won, and then he sits there and turns around and throws a pick six in this game, and we win. I don't know. We're up to, we're five game winning streak. I'm okay with it so for now, but I swear to God, I'm gonna end up dead by the end of the season. <laughs> as long as if I die, they better just win the Super Bowl for me. <laughs> the Falcons clung to a one point lead at halftime in Buffalo over the Bills, but would be shut out in the second half as the Bills would rally to win twenty nine to fifteen. The Chicago Bears finally put together a good game and trounced the Giants twenty nine to three. That saw Robert Quinn break the Bears single season sack record. Which is amazing because the Bears defense has always had some good players. Lately, Brian Urlacher. Just saying. Yeah. That's pretty good company to be doing. It was actually Richard Dent back in 1984. So it even wasn't even Dent setting the record in 85 when they went to the Super Bowl when that defense was the greatest defense probably ever. Maybe matched by the 2000 Baltimore Ravens. Just saying. But that's impressive. Especially since Quinn is also 31 years old. Yeah. And my stupid-ass team decided, hey, Robert Quinn, come out to L.A., do some community work, and then we're going to release you, buddy. (laughs) What the fuck happened there? Anyways. Miss Robert Quinn. Miss Bob. Anyways. All right. So, let's see here. Uh, The Raiders just kept finding ways to win, or have just kept finding ways to win recently, and did so again, this time in India against the Colts, 23-20. What the hell? <laughs> if they could win at home as well as they do on the road, they'd actually have a better record. Right. 
Because they seem to play better off the strip. Just saying. Vegas has not been that Probably kind of because they're too busy partying when they're home, man. Ironically, What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, baby. Ironically, obviously early, early morning. Those too. Yeah, all, and obviously, uh, early morning, they have had issues because uh, another DUI charge for somebody in oh, from the Raiders organization. Oh, Lord. You know, to think what, what happened with Henry Ruggs, you might not want to be driving drunk. Right. Just saying. That's bad optics. Raiders need to figure something out. Now, who was it this time? Um, it was a rookie corner. Still not good, though. No. I mean, basically, a man's life is now ruined because he was drinking behind the wheel and now has a manslaughter charge against him. Because oh, Lord. he killed somebody. Just saying. Don't get me wrong. I drink, but I try not to get behind a wheel. Yeah. It's that simple. Don't drink and drive. That simple. Yeah. Because you, you're getting out there and you're going to hurt somebody. You're going to hurt yourself, hurt somebody else. There's Uber. There's Lyft. Or drink at home. Or there's still taxi services. Just saying. Especially in a big city. Come on, there's no excuse for there's it. There's not, really. Any, anyways, before we go on another tangent about something that's out of our control. All right, let's go. The Eagles clinched the playoff spot with a victory over the Washington football team 20-16. to Herbert and the Chargers kept their playoffs hopes alive with a big win over the Broncos, 34-13. The 49ers also kept their playoff hopes alive despite having to be led by Trey Lance. Not saying that was a bad thing. just saying Garoppolo being hurt usually is not a good thing for the Niners, but it ended up being okay because they played the Texans. So they won 22-7. The Cardinals had to stay uh, stave off a, live, uh, a late comeback attempt by the Cowboys at Jerry World, winning 25-22. Saints trying to keep their own playoff hopes alive as well as they beat the Panthers 18-10. I'm not sure how they're winning with their quarterback situation, but they just do. Sean Payton, can we get the man another quarterback that's healthy and competent and watch the Saints go back into dominating that division again? Yeah. Same. I don't know how they're Tom Brady's kryptonite in the regular season either. It's unbelievable. Just weird. All right. Hey, go away. Anyways, uh, the Seahawks finally looked like their complete team, though, against the Lions as they rolled 51-29. to And Aaron Rodgers and the Packers locked up the number one seed and a bye week in the playoffs with the trouncing of the Vikings 37-10 on Sunday Night Football. That wasn't even a game. I tried to watch it, hoping that the Vikings could pull off the miracle in Lambeau. Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> Not even close. I gave up. I, I It got to halftime, and I'm just like, yeah, they locked up the one seed. I'm done. <laughs> it moved on. I'm just like, I'm done. And then yeah. Najee Harris had to make me lose my playoff game. Some good games this week. Some good games, man. Any of those games stick out to you? Well, how about a player? How about some Cooper Cup? Cooper. That's <laughs> called him Cooper for some reason. <laughs> Cooper Cup, yeah, man. 135 yards away from breaking the single season reception receiving yards record. Though he's claiming that it should be an asterisk since he didn't do it in 16. And I said, listen here, bud. There was a time they played 14 regular season games in the NFL, and I think at one time they played 12 before that. You're going to be fine. 
get over the asterisk crap. <laughs> the asterisk is stupid. We did this with Babe Ruth in the home run, single season home run record on against Roger Maris. Roger Maris ended up dying before he was awarded the freaking record. It's stupid. All right. Calvin Johnson is a Hall of Fame wide receiver, yes. But he beat Hall of Fame wide receivers because they had only 14 games and he had 16. Granted, a lot of the good ones were in the 16 era, 16 game era. Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, yeah, yada yada, Isaac Bruce, yada yada, and all that stuff. I'm just saying. Oh, and how about this? <laughs> Tory Holt. Yeah, Tory Holt, another one. I love Tory Holt. Really? How is he not in the Hall of Fame yet? Hall of Fame, I got problems with you on that. Also, we want to pay a little bit of homage to the passing of John Madden. It's a very sad day because to me, that is the voice of the NFL. I know a lot of people like Steve Sable um, and, and what they've done over at the NFL Network, but when it came to game days on Sunday, Pat Summerall and John Madden were the team. That's what we grew up with, man. That That's was that up. was amazing. Um, yeah. You know, he he was just just the character, dude. I mean, every mm. every story you've ever heard about mm. John Madden, he just. Oh, I mean, can you imagine? Getting injured and then just thrusting your way into the NFL as a head coach mm-hmm. and doing all the things that he's done. It's just mm-hmm. the man is amazing and it'll be forever missed. Yeah. Because um, I, I know a lot of people, they, they jump to Madden, they jump to the video game. No. No, we got to watch Madden before Madden was the video game. So. Well, no, the video game was out before we were... But but you know what I mean. We got to actually before watch him commentate. We got to watch him... Before it's real popularity. Yes. Yeah. Um, we got to be we got to be in the announcing career of yes. Madden. Um, and, of course, there's a bunch... Of, there's a generation before us that are going, We were there when he was coach of the Raiders. Yeah, there's, there's my dad for you. <laughs> and we the respect Raiders. that. And we respect that. Unfortunately, he retired before we either of us were born, which sucks. So we didn't get to see Coach Madden. But every, but, but everything you've seen as far as highlights, mm-hmm. things like that go, it's like, man, this man was amazing. And it's just to see a man with such a big heart and a, a love for the game and the things that he has done for for football as yep. a whole, man, it's, it's, it's a big loss. The only man to cover a Super Bowl for all four major networks. NBC, CBS, Fox, and ABC. Just crazy, brother. Weird to think about. And that won't even be matched because ESPN has um, the Super Bowl and they only rotate it between the three. um, The three of them. Fox, CBS, and NBC. So... The rematched. Uh, if you haven't seen the documentary All Men, I recommend it. Watched it, loved it. It's great. It's great to hear the stories, and I'm very happy that they got it done to give him his honor while he was alive. He got to see it. Uh, of course, he was part of the whole thing, and then he got to actually see it put together and everything before his passing a few days after Christmas. Yeah, man. So. 
And how about this? While we're still on it, even though she's not a part of anything, how about Betty White, man? Oh yes. Whew. Yeah. The last, the last golden girl. The very last golden girl. Unfortunately, couldn't make it to the triple digits. Very close. Very close. Very close. Two weeks out, but uh, really odd to have a world now where Betty White's not in it. Yeah. It's kind of strange. It is. Because she was still, even late in her, in her life, still in the spotlight in yeah, some so way. Yeah, so vibrant and just, you know. So it's just like, wow, it's weird that you'll know that Betty White's not in anything, won't do any voice, won't be in a voiceover work, won't make a cameo in some TV show or movie or anything now. Or even just be in a series like Hot in Cleveland when it was going. Yeah, man, it's just, ugh. It's really strange. It's like, oh, yeah, Betty White, you know. Freaking 90, whatever now. It's great. And I was like, what? Betty, I thought, I honestly thought it was going to be one of those weird viral things that take off and it was fake. That's what I thought it was when I first saw it. And then, then I had my sister message me and then my mom. Then I went online, started, started looking around. I'm like, crap, right? No. Not Betty. It's hard to believe that she's older than sli- was older than sliced bread. Hmm. Couldn't buy sliced bread in a store. You had to slice it yourself. Weird to think about that. Just crazy, brother. Yeah. Le- leaving the queen as the <laughs> longest reigning woman now. <laughs> Most known woman now. Yeah. Sure, there's older women than the queen, but I'm just saying the. And when it came to popularity and um, and knowing, it's now the queen yeah. <laughs> of England. So, but uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to miss that golden girl. And uh, we're going to miss John Madden, of course. Um, honestly, Madden hasn't really been the same without his voiceover work in the game. I've actually basically stopped listening to the commentary. I, I did listen to it a little bit when Michaels kept going with uh, Chris Collinsworth. But then when they dropped... Uh, Michaels and Collinsworth after whatever I don't know if they just couldn't come to an agreement or whatever it was I just I basically tuned out the commentary and I'll either have music or a show on in the background that I don't have to actually watch like you know a sports talk show or something you know like The Herd or something like that (laughs) I'll have it on while I'm just playing Madden without sound because if it's not John it's not really the same it wasn't really the the same without him um, when I was listening to just Michaels and um, you know Collinsworth but nothing against Collinsworth Chris Collinsworth and uh, all Michaels are great they're a great team too but I mean the reason why it's called John Madden's football or Madden is <laughs> because yeah. of the man himself um, you know he was a man who um, delayed the game Two, I think two years because he refused to put his name on a game that didn't have actual 11 on 11 football in it. He said he would not put his name on it if it wasn't real football. There you go. So, all right, man. Uh, that does it for us here at Sports Talk. We'll be back again shortly. We're hoping Thursday with AEW Talk. Um, or we might have a special. Depends on how we're, how we're doing. Because, uh, We'll be at a basketball game tomorrow night. Gainesville, yes. baby. We'll be watching the Gators taking on Alabama. It's going to be very interesting, dude. My first time ever going to a uh, 
a basketball game, so this will be fun for me. Yes, sir. It's going to be fun on the boat. Yeah. My first Gator game of any kind. I have never been to a Gator game at all, so this is going to be interesting. So You've at least been to a spring game. Yeah. So you've got that going for you. We should go to the shoe spring game. You're free, dude. Yeah, well, it'll be fun. So, looking forward to it. I already got my Gator shirt on, so already kind of repping it up. Got some Gator shorts, so it's a little weird. Kind of uncomfortable not wearing duck gear, but I'll get used <laughs> hey, to it. man. I'll get used to it, I guess. Got to have a team somewhere around here. Right. Might as well be the Gators. If not, it's going to be Central Florida. <laughs> Go Knights. Golden Knights. Yes. All right. So that will do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports. Hey, everyone. This is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sportstalk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.